Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. Today is Monday, August 3rd, and we've just kicked off a challenge called the August Committed Club. The goal is to get 15 sessions done at TNT. This could be CrossFit or Swift or personal training. 15 classes during August. The goal is to challenge yourself a little bit extra and to sign up and show up for that class when you'd rather feel like sleeping in or taking a day off. Let's push ourselves. I'm signed up too. I'm going to get 15 classes. I've done two already. So uh, try and get your classes in early so you don't have to scramble towards the end. We got almost 50 people signed up for this. If you haven't uh, sent your name to me already, make sure you do so so you get entered into this challenge. This week we are doing our monthly benchmark. This is a repeat from last year. We're doing a one rep max of our front squat and a one rep max of our bench press. We're gonna add those numbers together and that's what's gonna end up on the monthly benchmark board. We did this last year. We knocked it out in one session. This year we're gonna spread things out a little bit. We're gonna knock out one of the lifts every day you come into the gym. So hopefully you get at least two sessions in this week where you get to max it out. We're going to start off with the front squat, and then once you've done the front squat, you're going to move on to the bench press. If you have done done those two, good for you. You've done with the benchmark for this month. But we're going to keep maxing out because you might have someone come in on Wednesday that hasn't worked out earlier in the week. So we're going to continue with a power clean. We're going to continue with a back squat as well, too. If you want to go back and give a lift a second try, you can do that as well. So we're maxing out all the way throughout the week. Even if you come in on Saturday, you might max out which means the workouts are going to be a little bit shorter this week so that we can squeeze everything in. Why are we doing it this year and not the same way we did last year? We knock out both lifts in one day. That requires a ton of sharing of equipment, laying down on the same bench. We're not going to do this this year, so we're just giving you a little bit of extra recovery time in between the lifts. Hopefully that helps you out and you get the PR from what you did last year. The rep scheme for the maxes is gonna be the same all the way throughout the week. We've got eight sets of each movement going every two minutes. One set of five at 65 is pretty easy. One set of three at 75, still not too bad. One set of two at 80, it's starting to get a little bit heavier. And then from there, it's just one set of one going just below your PR to just above the PR. You don't wanna tie an old PR. There's no point in doing that. Use those half pound plates if you need to or the one pound plates. You want to be warmed up and ready to go, but you don't want to tire yourself out. So don't be afraid to get the reps in when the coach says do 10 reps with an empty bar, do this, do that. You got to get those reps in too. And sometimes it's hard to tell how the sessions is going to go in the warm up sets. You never know until you get to that second or last set. And then all of a sudden you catch a little bit of a burst of energy and you're able to set out a PR even if you felt a little bit tired rolling into the gym. It takes about 20-25 minutes to knock out the 1RM for the day, so the workouts are going to be a little bit shorter. Today we got some wall balls and toaster bars. Next day we got some rowing and burpees. We got lunges and kettlebell swings, pull-ups and slam balls. Pretty short, fast workouts. And then hopefully by Saturday everyone's done with the heavy lifting. And that's when we're going to go a little bit longer on the workouts again. We've got 10 rounds for time of a 100 meter sled push and a 200 meter run. I'm pretty excited about that workout. We'll see if I show up for it and try and get a session in towards my 15 for August, but that one stands out a little bit for being the toughest workout of the week, potentially. If you hear some weird noises behind me, those are the dogs that made it into the studio. 
The podcast studio has been breached. I'm not going to edit this out. This is all just one big take. It's all live. Uh, my editing, editing skills are not that great. So hopefully they stay quiet. Uh, just giving you a little heads up. Today's podcast topic is going to be about how to recover faster. Why is this important? Why is this an issue at all? Ideally, if you can recover faster, then you're faster uh, able to get back to doing another workout, to do another workout, and you get a little bit better from each workout. And then all of a sudden, you get tons of better results if you're able to bounce back from a session quicker so that you can work out again and then work out again and fine-tune your skill, your craft, and get all the good adaptations that you want. The biggest key to recovering faster is to make sure that you don't dig too big of a hole. When you do a tough workout, it takes more out of your energy systems, out of your muscle tissues, out of all the things that you need to recover. And if you overdo it in a workout, it doesn't really matter what you do afterwards too. It's gonna be a slower process to get ready. That is the trick of working out though. You want it to be challenging, but you don't want it to be overwhelming to the system. If I go out and run a couple miles, I feel fine. I'm not going to be super sore from it, but if I go out and run a marathon out of nowhere, I'm going to be super sore. I'm going to be super slow. It's going to take a long time to recover from it. At that point, it's not about should I be eating more protein? Should I be drinking more water? Should I be wearing some uh, Normatec recovery boots? The biggest problem right there was that I just went out and tried to run a marathon without being ready for it. If you drop down to the ground and do five push-ups, and call it a day, that's not enough of a workout, you're not going to get better at push-ups. If you do five sets of 10 with a one-minute break, you're probably going to get better at push-ups. If you drop to the ground and you do a 60-minute AMRAP of push-ups, try and do as many as you can, you do them until your arms fall off, that is not going to be a good approach to getting better at push-ups. So the key to bouncing back from a workout is to make that you did a smart workout. You did enough work to stress yourself, but to not annihilate yourself. When you see the workouts we have coming up at the gym, there's usually one or two of them that probably stands out to you right away. As soon as you look at it, you can just tell, my legs are going to be sore for a week after that workout. Guess what? That's a good sign that maybe you shouldn't do the RX one, maybe you shouldn't do the intermediate one, maybe you should do the scaled option. If you see a workout on the board and you can tell right away that the soreness from that is not going to be a good fit for you, then that is a great time to bring down the reps a little bit, talk to the coach, uh, figure out the intensity, the volume. That is what we're here to do at the gym. That's what we talked about last week at the gym as well. Scaling is not just about... Um, working around a shoulder issue or a lower back issue. It's about finding the right amount for you to improve your fitness. Some people don't get sore from wall balls. Some people get crazy sore from wall balls. Some people don't get sore from burpees. Some people get crazy sore from burpees. If you see a workout and you know right away it's going to be too much for you, good for you. You kind of know what your limitations are. You're going to scale down the reps a little bit and make sure that you can bounce back from that workout feeling okay. I get this question all the time. Should I use ice or heat? Ice is good for acute injuries. If you're playing basketball, you roll your ankle, it swells up and it hurts like crazy. Putting ice on it is gonna help with the pain. So ice helps numb the pain a little bit. Other than that, it's not gonna do a whole lot. It's not gonna speed up the healing process. It's not gonna fight inflammation. It's not gonna reduce swelling. Those are a lot of things you hear people talking about. Ice uh, that they claim it does, that it doesn't do. It helps with pain and that's about it. 
I'm more of a fan of heat. If I have something going on, I did this a couple of days ago after that pull-up workout. My elbows get a little bit jacked up, so I used a heating pad on the elbows, and they felt way, way better. If you always go for the ice pack, I'd recommend uh, trying a little bit more heat instead. See how you feel. You got to run a little bit of an experiment on yourself and try and take some notes on what improved, what didn't improve. Ice helps with pain. Other than that, it doesn't speed up the uh, inflammatory process or reduce swelling. Heat is going to be your friend a lot of times as well. I just mentioned inflammation and that is something that you hear about a lot when you talk about recovery, recovering faster. Inflammation is perfectly normal. Inflammation is good for you. That is what the healing process is. When you do a workout that's challenging enough, it puts some stress on the system, it activates a little bit of inflammation, you recover from it, you get faster and stronger. That's how it's supposed to work. Sometimes people try and mess with this inflammatory process because it sounds like it would speed things up and it'll get you back to baseline faster, but that's not always true. High dose vitamins after working out has been shown to decrease the effectiveness of your workout. This is something that messes with that inflammatory cycle. Same thing with ibuprofen. This is something that a lot of people rely on. I posted an article last week about how it slowed down uh, the results from working out as well. And Ice baths has also been shown to decrease the effectiveness of a workout if you follow it up with an ice bath. So these are all things that messes with that natural inflammatory cycle. You need to let it run its course and not interfere with it too much. What you want to focus on to recover faster is to give your body the supplies it needs to do the work it's going to go through. It's going to take a little bit of time, but making sure that you have enough groceries coming in and enough garbage coming out is going to be the best way to recover. This is going to be from active recovery. There's a couple of ways how this works. Your joints, they're lubricated with synovial fluid and it doesn't get absorbed into your joints unless you have some stress and movement. So sitting on the couch the whole day is not going to help your joints recover. There's no compression on the joints. There's no synovial fluid getting in there and you're not going to see the same recovery. Same thing with lymphatic flow. Your lymphatic system is different from your circulatory system. And this does not have a pump of its own like your heart. This is reliant on muscle contractions to move the waste through your body, out of your body to make sure that you feel and recover faster. And circulation, blood circulation, even though it has a pump of its own with your heart, you're still going to have major shutdown of capillaries towards muscles that you're not using when you're sitting on the couch. And this is where you need a a flow of nutritious blood coming back in. You need to get the groceries in and you need to get the garbage out. And that's why active recovery is the best way to recover from exercise. Active recovery should be super basic and super simple. It's not sitting on the couch and it's not doing a full on CrossFit workout. It's something in between. Maybe you're doing some lower intensity cardio. You go on a bike ride. Maybe you take your dogs on a walk, a 10 minute walk, getting some fresh air, getting some vitamin D. That is going to have a huge benefit to your recovery compared to many other things or supplements that you can try and finagle your way around. You just want a little bit of movement, a little bit of circulation, keeping things in motion. Motion is lotion when it comes to recovery and feeling good and keeping your joints happy. When it comes to nutrition, it's just basic nutrition that's going to help you out the most. Eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, a little starch, and no added sugar. That is the CrossFit prescription, and it's going to help you recover from anything that you do. Make sure that you get plenty of water. If you're running low on water, 
your organs, your brain is going to get first dips on the water you have on board. That's when you, your joints feel a little bit extra achy on some days. So making sure that you have plenty of water coming on board is going to help your muscles feel less sore as well. When you work out and you recover from working out, there's something called the repeated bout effect that happens. And that means that you get less sore the second time you do that same thing. So let's say it's Monday, you do 100 wall balls for time, you've never done a wall ball before, and your legs get super sore. You gotta hold on to the railing, going up the stairs, when you sit down on the toilet, you gotta brace yourself, your legs are super sore. Let's say next Monday, you do another 100 wall balls, same weight, same time, now you're gonna be a little bit less sore. You're probably not a whole lot more fit, it's just a week apart, but it's something weird that happens when you repeat a workout or a movement or something similar that you've done before. If it's something that your nervous system has practiced, you get a little bit less sore the next time. You're a little bit less sensitive. And this is where consistency is super important to your recovery and being on time, being consistent. If you always work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you don't take a break, you don't do anything crazy, you're not gonna feel super unrecovered. If you work out like crazy on Monday and Tuesday and then you take two weeks off and then you come back in on Monday, Tuesday and go like crazy again, you're going to feel way more sore than you would have if you just would have spread it out a little bit more, been a little bit more consistent and not taking any long breaks off. Stress in general is something that's going to have a huge impact on your fitness results and how your workouts feel. If you're super stressed out, if you got tons of stuff going on, you got your boss yelling at you, you got other things happening, your uh, adaptations to exercise is not going to be as good. Working out is not going to be as enjoyable. You still need to work out on those days. That's very important. But those are not the days for you to try and go 110% or max something out or try and set a new world record. Those are the days you just need to check the box, get the movement done, and then move on. If you look at NCAA athletes, they've got good stats on this right here. There's a few times throughout the year where the injuries spike in NCAA sports. It's around midterms, injury spikes, and it's around finals. That's when the injury spikes too. So kids are stressed out, kids are not sleeping as much, and that's when you're going to see all kinds of wacky injuries happen. Stress adds up. It's not going to be separated out based on if it's coming from school or if it's coming from work or from your exercise routine. You might have heard this before. You got the sympathetic nervous system. That's the fight or flight response. And then you have the parasympathetic nervous system. That's your rest and digest. You need to spend some time in that rest and digest. You need to find a way to unwind, to relax a little bit, and that's going to help you recover faster as well. You can control this through your breathing. Last week, we practiced a nose breathing only workout. The nose breathing is going to help activate the parasympathetic nervous system more. That is the rest and digest. So outside of the gym, sleeping, walking around at work, if you can nose breathe, that's going to help you recover faster. And if you want to get even more nitty gritty on this, your inhale is going to wind you up more and the exhale is going to relax you more. If you've never done this before, pay attention to how many seconds it takes for you to breathe in and pay attention to how many seconds it takes for you to breathe out. When you are the most relaxed, when you're the most 
zen, your exhale is going to be way longer. You can control your recovery by thinking about this a little bit too. If you haven't paid attention to this, uh, take a few minutes to count your breaths, see how long it takes to go in, see how long it takes to go out. You can control the rest and digest, the fight and flight through your breathing outside the gym. The quote of the week is, progress requires unlearning. For you to progress more, there's something that you need to unlearn. Everybody has something that's on autopilot, it's stuck in their head, maybe you don't think about it a whole lot, it's just in there and it's automatic and that's holding you back. I'm not good at this one thing. My back's messed up. It's always been this way. Those are the things that you need to unlearn. You're thinking about it right now and that's the one thing that you need to unlearn. And how do you learn something new? You learn it through tons and tons of repetitions. You gotta fake it a little bit at first. You gotta keep telling yourself, keep working on it. It's not gonna be overnight, but eventually you're gonna get there. I'm excited about the workouts we have coming up this week. I hope you are as well. I'll see you at the gym.